Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hi, welcome to The Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. I'm Jeff Jowdy, your host for today's discussion on how nonprofit leaders can inspire and empower their teams. We come out of, hopefully come out of the COVID environment. There's never been a time where uh, inspiring and empowering was more important. And when I think of inspiring and empowering, one name comes immediately to my mind, my, my good friend, Bo Riles, Senior Director with the National 4-H Council and an adjunct professor at the University of Georgia. Bo, welcome to the Beacon Podcast. Thank you, Jeff. It's just a pleasure to be with you. Well, we, we are honored, and I was uh, truly believe this. You are an inspiring leader who is obviously dedicated to making a difference, and I know that therein, therein lies your long affiliation with 4-H, but just thank you for the for the good work that you do and the passion that you share and the the inspiration that you are to so many of us. So I appreciate that so much, my friend. Thank you. And to, to our listeners, Bo is a passionate believer in young people and has dedicated a career of 4-H work to helping them acquire the leadership skills needed to lead for a lifetime. He led the Georgia 4-H program from 1994 to 2009, but his connection with 4-H began when he was the 10-year-old boy attending 4-H meetings in Dodge County, Georgia. Fast forward a few decades of continuous involvement and growth in Georgia 4-H, and in 2013, Bo was one of the 16 individuals named to the National 4-H Hall of Fame. Bo continues to support Georgia 4-H as a volunteer, coach of the Oconee County 4-H poultry judging team, and co-director. This is really a cool program of the Georgia 4-H Performing Arts Group Clovers and Company, a group he co-founded in 1980. An avid runner, Bo established the Clover Glove Race Series to raise private funds for the Georgia 4-H Foundation, where he is a board member. So, Bo, again, welcome to uh, the Beacon Podcast and looking forward to our conversation. Glad to be with you. You're, you're telling me things about me that's reminding me of why I'm tired someday. <laughs> well, well, Bo, you've been recognized as uh, the best state 4-H leader in the United States, and people who have worked with you talk about your ability to inspire, support, and empower. Can you speak to the importance of that kind of leadership and how you achieve it? Thank you, Jeff. And uh, when you make that statement about best state 4-H leader, I'm thinking someone talked to my mother. They must have. That, that, that's going to be the way. I was uh, just so fortunate to lead 4-H in the state of Georgia at a time, great challenges, but great opportunities and met a lot of wonderful people along the way. But inspire, support, empower. Uh, Jeff, as you said, there may be no more important time in history that we that we try to do that than right now. You mentioned that I joined 4-H at age 10 and th therein lies some of the um, how I became a leader and why I 4-H has. We, we say that 4-H inspires 4-H provides young people with the skills needed to lead for a lifetime. At 10 years old, I was put into situations where I had to talk in front of a group. And, you know, it wasn't easy. And the second time, it was still not easy. But after uh, week after week and month after month, I became uh, more 
comfortable. And I think uh, communication skills, uh, developing self-esteem, working with teams, you know, working with people to get something done. And I reflect back on all those years of growing up in 4-H. I think one of the greatest lessons I learned was how to uh, win with grace and lose with dignity. And I think uh, that is something that we uh, we must we must practice sometimes. And I, I think that goes that gets into inspiring a little bit. When when I was state director, I could draw on experience that I gained from working in the field. And I think my advice to leaders, if you didn't come through a system that you now are placed in the role of leading, well, you just need to work really hard at reaching out to those people that are carrying out that work and make sure that you're you're looking and listening to what they're doing. I had that good asset of I came through the system, worked at all levels. The other thing that the guy that was in the role before me, Tom Rogers, a mentor and an individual that I look up to, he told me, he said, don't spend too much time behind that desk. You know, uh, and um, my dad always say would say, walk around. And I say that every good leader should, should get out, should be where the action is happening. Whatever your organization is, I would try to visit counties on a regular basis. I even kept one 4-H club, different one every year. Uh, during the school year, I would go to some local 4-H club of fifth graders when I was state director. And, you know, those young people, those fifth graders, well, they didn't know who Dr. Bo Riles, you know, they had no idea. I had to earn my wings, but I also had to see what our county agents were experiencing every day, how it was working. So I, I really recommend that, too, as you go forward. Let me just some uh, <laughs> those things that I think are so important. And we know them. We've heard them. But listening, listening, listening and, and do that aggressively. When people are telling you things Listen to what they're saying. Look at what they're showing you with their body language. Watch how they're working. But listening to people, I think, is one of the greatest skills a leader leads. And the other thing that I would lift up better, right where that is, just surround yourself with extraordinary people and get out of the way. Get out of the way and let them do their work. So when people would say that Bo was a good 4-H leader, it was because I had done a good job of recruiting I'd done a good job of empowering. I'd done a pretty good job of listening. And then as I would meet with those state leaders, those national leaders across America, I made it clear that, yeah, we have a great program, but I want to learn more from you. And with that, people feel validated for what they're doing. But in a nutshell, Jeff, I would say that's probably why my mom said I was the best voice leader in America. I love it. I love it. And, uh, and that, what great advice. Now, I wish we had a clip to play, and I've seen this on social media of you playing piano, uh, but you're an accomplished musician, and music obviously is a passion of yours. Is there anything that you have learned or experienced as a musician that influenced your leadership style, and how can leaders draw from their personal passions to become better leaders? Music, Jeff. Yeah, I get to I get to work with these incredible young people uh, these day in Clovers and Company. We've seen so many going to great places. Music became part of my life. The story goes that my dad purchased a piano for my sister, and I climbed up on the bench and started playing. It's it. not quite that simple, but I, I was blessed with an ear for music and a love of music, and I can through all the years I find that music gives me a way to relax at times gives me a way to uh, have fun. And this question is uh, intriguing. I think there are a lot of ways that 
we should draw on our passions. And I think music is a, a great one to draw on. I think about my, my son's an extraordinary guitarist, but his music becomes better when he gets a great drummer and he gets a great bass player. And I think leadership, like music, you know, when you can pull together uh, great players, that they become better because they start complementing each other as they go. The other thing about music, and people will say, I've got a good friend, David Jones, and uh, David's a wonderful pianist himself. And David says, Bo, sometimes you just hit all those notes on the piano. Well, heck, somewhere there you had to hit the right ones. (laughs) That is true, but I like to improvise. I like to take a song, and whether it's my song or someone, and most often it's not, it's someone else's song, but take it in new directions and improvise. And when I'm working with young people, giving them room to improvise in their music, you know, leadership, my goodness, we have to improvise. We, If uh, things do not always come at us, you know, from the direction we expect them to. And so often, just like in good music, we got to be able to pivot. We got to be able to change chords. We got to be able to improvise and go in a different direction. And then finally, I think about that feeling that comes at the end of a great performance when you just know you've worked and worked and worked and the crowd loved it. Well, that same type feeling can come when you're part of an organization and together you've really worked to put on a good program this year. You've really worked to recruit the right students. You've really worked to raise funds to help promote what you're doing. Well, it's just like a good performance. You can really feel that great celebration at the end of it, just like a great musical. Wow. That's so profound. And and Bo, we mentioned in the introduction and you just mentioned Clovers and company. And I, I, I hate to just leave it at that, but, that what a what a powerful story and you and uh, you've been a part of the growth of some pretty incredible folks. Why don't you share, if you would please, just a bit more about that for our listeners so they'll understand really what what that uh, organization does and means. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you. It's it's been a wonderful ride. We've forty years ago, uh, Bill Edwards and Bill's no longer with us, but Bill Edwards was on the State Forage staff and he asked me to join him and we envisioned something about pulling young people from 4-H across the state that had performing arts skills, uh, musicians, instrumentalists, singers, dancers, pull them together and put on a show. And now it's been 40 years of that. And we, uh, we've had great success. We've got a tremendous group of volunteers, wonderfully talented professionals that give of their time to come in and work with these young people. We get to choose these young people from all over the state. So it's been, it's, it's a great positive view development thing. It's a great public relations thing. <laughs> And uh, the talent, oh my goodness, they're so good. We have, I think, nine Grammys have come out of our group over time. And uh, we have folks on Broadway. We have uh, Jennifer Nettles has just finished a run on Broadway right now. Uh, Kaylee Hammock and Calista Top top and running up the charts. And uh, we have folks in the opera uh, and gospel music just all over the place. And it would take me a long time to name them, but they, uh, they are extraordinary and it's been a pleasure. What, a, what an extraordinary thank you for sharing, because I know our listeners will, will enjoy and benefit as we have our conversation. And, and Bo, the final question I'd like to pose to you, or questions, is just about nonprofit leadership in general. And do you see nonprofit leadership changing? And what are the challenges and opportunities that you see nonprofit leaders addressing in the, in the future? Jeff, 
You know, I'm a, I'm a 65 year old guy. And I think probably throughout my life, I've heard the comment that things are changing so fast. But in reflecting on these many years, I do not think anything in our lives have prepared us for the change that is occurring right now that is so dramatic and so profound. And in our world of nonprofits, we one of the big things we have is we have a, a quote, changing of the guard that us baby boomers are retiring. And we must, we must embrace uh, the millennials, Generation X, Generation Z. We must embrace that they are coming into their roles as leaders. And they will do it somewhat different because of the experiences they've had. So that's one thing that if we, we, we've got to be very conscious of these generations and not just focus on the one that's been the large one in the past because it's no longer there. The other thing that jumps out because we read it, we see it, we hear it. I attend workshops, I sit in on sessions, and we've even got an acronym of a uh, to describe diversity, equity, and inclusion. That must be more than just words to leaders today. They truly must embrace that we are a diverse world, a diverse society. And if we're going to be successful in nonprofits, we must make certain that we're modeling that in what we do, what we say, who we hire, and that our organizations are there each and every day. The the other thing I'd say I do say, I find myself surrounded by 35-year-olds that are just brilliant and have so many great ideas when I'm, when I'm working each day. And that is that we stay true to our values, we stay true to the values of our organization, and we refuse to let noise of politics or separation or strife or the society in our nation right now is has become polarized in so many ways. And as nonprofits, I've always said with 4-H, we really want it to be open to everyone, but not just open. We want everyone to feel welcome and wow. included. And that's what I would recommend. And I do think that the, the shifts that we're seeing right now and who our leaders must be, uh, they better be embracing that, not just saying that. Uh, I love that, the whole feeling of Making sure folks are welcome. That's a, that's a good litmus test in, indeed. And, and Bo, this has been a wonderful conversation. I always learn from you and and you've had me reflecting on some of the uh, wonderful people that I know. And, and I, I, I now I'm seeing a clover green common thread. And if we had, uh, so thank you for your inspiring leadership and your work with 4-H and I think it's fair to say we need more 4-H and we, we need more leaders like Bo Riles to make this a far better place. So I just appreciate you, my friend, and thank you for your, your time and your wisdom and insight today on the Beacon Podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Great. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of the Beacon Podcast, Your Connection to Nonprofit Success. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcasts and guests at lighthousecouncil.com.